probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. We call him Baby Yoda, but Lucasfilm keeps referring to him as the Blyald. Oh my days, of course! <laughs> Dude, that's the Blyald. Such- that's such a good bly pun. I love it. How did again? That's another one where we're like, how have we not thought of that? How, well, I say we. I don't have to think of the bly puns <laughs> at we all. Have Twelve more like that, we'll be laughing. We'll be laughing, mate. How on earth are you, Matthias, King of Brentwood? Ooh, I'm living the dream, mate. We're coming down from our Mando hangover um, from Friday. If you haven't checked out the Mando recap, Mandalorian recap, check it out. But so coming down from that, mate. Uh, nice busy old weekend with the Famalam and ready to talk some Star Wars. I've only got a cup of tea today, mate, but if needs be, I can still rock that cup as well. But I'm doing well, mate. Nice. Question is, how are you doing, Blyald? Oh, my Blyald. Yeah, no, I'm doing very well, very well. Uh, likewise, family, food, shopping, um, walk, <laughs> yeah. food, cheeky beers. That was my weekend, mate. That was my weekend, and it was absolutely banging. I can't even lie to you. Um, but do you know what made it all the more sweet? Uh, no. It was that Mandalorian recap we did on Friday, which was absolute fire, <laughs> mate. It was absolutely fire. For those of you who don't know, you probably do know, but we're now doing a Friday show every friday while the mandalorian is here we are releasing a mandalorian recap show it's called mandalorian recap and we're recapping all the mandalorian filth that happens that week and literally we are fresh from watching it so there might be one or two things that go over our heads but honestly matt i think we did a pretty good job with recapping that episode which was absolute fire like i said I think we did an incredible job, mate. <laughs> um, now, like Lukey Boy says, yeah, we sit down and watch it in the in the morning with our Star Wars pajamas slash lounge pants on, uh, a couple yeah. of tea, toast, and breakfast, whatever. Have a let it sort let it soak in for a little bit, let the sauce marinate into the chicken, and then we jump on, we we chat about it, and within a couple of hours, it's out there. And what we said as well is, you know, we you know how much we love a Star War, and we know how much we love Mando, but. If we don't like the episode or if there are things we don't like, we are going to bring it up. It's not going to be eight weeks of just mindless gushing unless all eight episodes warrant that all out gushing. So just as a heads up as well, guys, because we know you love Star Wars, but you also love a bit of objectivity. And I hope it, I hope it is eight weeks of just like mindless fanboying because the first one, spoiler alert, was great. I thought it was fantastic. But yeah, check it out, guys. It's on the It's on the Star Wars Sessions podcast feed, so you haven't got to go anywhere else to find it. And it's every Friday, um, usually kind of afternoon for UK listeners, um, late morning for the rest of the world or early evening or for the rest of the world if you're on the other side of the world. So check that <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, sometime. Yeah. On, Friday on Friday in the world. Poss- possibly, possibly, I've not done the maths here, 
Do you know what? No, it should be Friday, maybe in the evening, maybe in the morning. Check. Check. It, it, at some it, point in the, your life, it will be out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. But those Mando, this Mando season, do you know what? I Like I said, I love-hate this release schedule with the Mandalorian. <laughs> I love-hate it. But listen, we've got so much to talk about with the Mandalorian uh, later. Um, but, dude, another week, another main show. I'm absolutely buzzing. Yeah, man, I'm absolutely uh, flying high for this one. But I was also flying high this week, mate, when I uh, logged on to the old Star Wars Sessions Patreon. Noticed we had a new patron, didn't we, mate? Oh, yes, we did, Matty boy. Shout out to our newest patron, Dave Hutchinson, who has joined at This Is Where The Fun Begins tier. Yeah, yeah nice one, Dave. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, I was just about to say as well, thank you so much, Dave. You absolute legend. Every dollar, every pound, every euro, every yen um, contributes <laughs> to the future of our show, contributes to the equipment we use, the software we use, everything. We It really means the world to us, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Uh, echo what Blilo Ren said. It generally does go towards uh, the future of the show and in- improving what we have so far. And Dave, thanks again, mate. We hope you enjoy the content that we are putting out, what we've just put out and what we've put out in the past as well. There's plenty for you to get your head around previously. So, mate, dive in, let us know what you think, but we hope you enjoy and thanks again. And listen, mate, boy, I can't even lie. Like October was an absolute, like, filth, spicy It was a filth fest of spice on our Patreon. I can't even lie. Our patrons were spoiled in October. I'm telling you. You got the Attack of the Clones, a snack of the clones um, commentary. Attacko a clones commentary, which was amazing. I think it was one of the most funny experiences of the sessions ever. <laughs> but you, I won't spoil it. You're going to just have to sign up and listen to it. it honestly, I died. Ren there was a moment almost- in it passed out from wheezing i think i have a new i think attack of the clones has jumped a few spots in my rankings just because of this moment um yeah it it was awesome pubcasts was absolute flames as well that was awesome covered loads of spice on there john boyega animated series animation in general uh, loads of stuff i did one of my favorite journal of luke blywalkers Mm. ever um on moving day for my father-in-law who's moving from the west midlands to suffolk in england which is in the southeast um we chat star wars and it turns out my father-in-law neil has worked with warwick davis because he was an actor it's a great listen and we chat about star wars it's just it's awesome we record while we're in the car on a road trip moving it's great it's just real good flames matty boy what was your jibber jabber about this month uh, my jibber jabber, which is my show, I went back and reread all seventy-five issues of the Star Wars Marvel comics run that came out in twenty fifteen. Um, because I'd forgotten a lot of it, I just remember the bad parts. So I wanted to reread them and then give my thoughts on whether it was as like patchy as I remember it being. Is it better? Is it worse? So it's not it's not seventy-five mini reviews. It's a a whole review of the series um and i enjoyed doing that because going back there were some pretty pretty good moments in those comics and some pretty naff ones as well yeah 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 it's all flames it's all flames we love it you love it and hopefully the kids love it too patreon from two dollars a month less than a cup of coffee at 
a coffee shop. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. So get the fireworks going and see if they can drown out the noise I can hear in the background, which sounds an awful lot like Big Ben Kenobi, doesn't it? Oh, that means it's time for one thing and one thing over. Ovi? Kenobi? Ochi? Ochi. Yeah. No, only. It's a galactic news round. EA Motive have announced they're working on another Star Wars game following the release of Star Wars Squadrons. Felicity Jones has said she would love to return as Jin Erso in a spin-off or sequel to Rogue One, saying there is unfinished business with Jin. More villains of the High Republic have been unveiled, including the Drengir and Martian Rowe, a feared member of the Nile. Hello, this is Ahmed Best. I am Jar Jar Binks in the prequels of Star Wars. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, which is probably the UK's best Star Wars program. We're a couple of Mando guys living in a Mando world. And we're continuing the Mando hype this week. We've had our Mandalorian recap last Friday. And tonight we wanted to basically just do a Q&A about the Mandalorian, specifically more about what happened on Friday, but also uh, if, if there are any more kind of general questions about the series as a whole. We just wanted to take that and use it as an excuse to talk more Mando. So we asked you guys to send in your th- either your thoughts on the series so far and the episode we've just watched, Chapter 9, or questions about the series or Chapter 9. And we got a fair few, didn't we, my friend? We did, mate. We did. All, all I've got to say about all of these comments is uh, man do or man don't. There is no try. And there is no try. The, the Mando is always with us, guys. The Mando is here. And this is the way. And the way is going to begin with a voice message from none other than Sean Hudson. Let's hear it. <laughs> Hi guys, it is 11 o'clock on Friday and I'm just finishing my second watch of um, The New Mandalorian. Um, wow, I mean episode 9 of The Mandalorian is uh, is slightly better than episode 9 of the uh, the Skywalker saga, isn't it? Um, John Favreau writing and directing, absolutely awesome for um, everything for me other than about the last six seconds was almost perfect Star Wars Um I don't understand why Boba is back, um, but it comes down to the magic word, doesn't it? How they bring him back and the execution of it. Um, just one other point. Wanted to raise real cool um, likeness between the Kenobi book and this episode. So um, town folk on Tatooine and sand people coming together to beat a crate uh, dragon. Really cool to see one of those, by the way. Uh, but yeah, can't wait for the next one. Looking forward to hearing yours and everyone else's thoughts on it. Cheers, guys. Oh, mate. Recognise that voice. Uh, it sounds like uh, a hunky voice. It sounds like he's from, you know, a family with a lot of chutzpah and some good voices. The Hudson clan. It. Is, it must be Such strong. Spunk. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Best, best <laughs> quote of The Last Jedi ever. 
ever. That's right. Oh boy, Snokey woke, woke Snoke. We should just walk around with that on a t-shirt. Quote. SW Spoke. No. <laughs> um, Snoke, sorry. Spoke. Spoke. <laughs> Spoke, Snoke, woke bloke. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could have that as Classic. the, the uh, slogan for our show. But, um <laughs> Interesting point there. Better than episode nine of the Skywalker saga. We'll leave. We'll throw that bone out for the fans to discuss. But and the final part of the episode that Sean mentioned about Boba, I wanted to save till about midway through this point because we've got a lot of Boba questions, but we've kind of condensed them all into one Boba area. Yeah. But it's good to hear that uh, he watched it twice in one morning, and the parallels to the Kenobi book um, and also Kotal, are there for all to see. And it's caused a lot of um, positive vibes through the fandom to see that Favreau and Filoni are going back to those kind of wells for content. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing to see. It's, it is amazing to see. I love Shawnee Boy's um, feedback, to be honest. Um, I think it's hard to compare episode nine and this episode, films, <laughs> episodes. But which one was better received? Definitely definitely this episode um mm. i know on instagram for example we put out a poll asking for people to uh, rate um this episode and we did the same on twitter didn't we mate on twitter yes, we, we said what was your score out of 10 um rarely rarely saw anything under seven or six it, it was high it was very high very high very high and uh yeah this has been positively received in in fact probably received better than even what i thought it was because i loved this episode um and it was a fantastic start to season two um but yeah which is lovely to see because once again star wars you don't see it that often um (laughs) so you don't you don't do you mate but once again the mandalorian it's doing it it's doing its thing and it's uniting star wars and mate dave filoni john favreau gotta give him credit mate yep they know it i already feel sad knowing that one day this entire series will end and i thought about that earlier on and i thought oh man that's true actually one day it's going to be gone we'll have no more new mando but hopefully not for a, a long time um so our first written question was from the legend emily bonner she said, what are the odds Baby Yoda had that chunk of crate dragon meat completely consumed before they got back to Moss Isley? So, Luke, uh, Mando took a massive chunk of uh, crate mm. T-bone, um, chucked it on the back of his speeder, and Baby Yoda, I noticed it today upon rewatching it, he's got his hand on it. It looks like he's trying to use the force to cook it or something, but what's the chance <laughs> any of that made it back to Isley? Last season, we saw Baby, Baby Yoda introduce force healing. And this season, it's going to be forced barbecue. Yes. Um, <laughs> our boys from Down Under are going to be all over that. They're going to be like, throw another chunk of crate dragon on the yeah. barbie. Yeah, it's going to be like Baby Yoda meet Outback and <laughs> trucks and the Sydney Opera House as well in the back, <laughs> Photoshop badly in the background. Um, no, I think, mate, I, I think uh, Baby Yoda would absolutely destroy that chunk of meat. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to the old razor crest and elevate the bit of meat behind the engines, and then <laughs> and then just you know blowtorch it a bit, and then Barbie, bish bash bosh, done. I like the Medium question. Um, I don't know how you can have crate dragon meat 
You know, is it like pork? Does it have? It looks quality, and it's in. It's it's not. It's in high demand because you don't get it that often. So you've got to treat it well. You surely you can't overcook that and make it like leathery. Ah, flaming hell! We're gonna have to ring up Jamie Oliver, aren't we? (laughs) Local boy, huh? Yeah, he is local boy, isn't he? Shout out to the Essex boys. I'm half tempted to send them an Instagram message tonight. How would you cook a bit of crepe meat? Oh, I bet he oh. loves Mando, mate. I bet he's all over this. I bet he's like, yeah, just like just like the olden days. Love it. Love Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, I reckon um I reckon Baby Yoda I reckon he had a bit if he didn't eat all of it, he's definitely having a little bit of it because he's seen what it's like when he sees a frog. He can't control mm. himself. So surrounded by that meat. And look, because he looked like he was like literally underneath the blanket with the meat. So yes. there's no way that Bubba <laughs> isn't chowing down on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, like it. Well done, Matty boy. Um, up next, <laughs> Sir Marcus of Griffin asks, did Chapter 9 make you want to go back and play KOTOR? Um, so, right, I'll level with you, Marcus, mate, and I'll level with the listeners. I've never played KOTOR fully all the mm-hmm. way through. I'm actually playing it right now. Uh, my missus got Naughty me an man. Xbox just so I could play it. Um <laughs> Basically, I didn't grow up with an Xbox, and it I wasn't I wasn't really the one who played games on the PC. Like I wouldn't buy games for the PC because my PC was my brother's. I'd only mm-hmm. use it for like uh, tactical games that we'd play together, or games that my brother had. So I didn't really have a chance to grow up and play Kotor. So, um, but what I have done is I've gone back and watched YouTube videos on this. I know the crate dragon with the explosives underneath the belly. It's all on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to see. I tell you what, it's it wants it, it's got me to go back and start playing Kotor again and to sink some hours into it. So hopefully, with a new lockdown, you oh. know, couple hours on the old uh, Kotor, uh, yeah. Go on then, go on then, go on then. Sign me up. Uh, yes, it has, maybe. I've played a bit before, like you, I haven't finished it, but I've played an, I played a bit before in years gone by, and I enjoyed it. What it has um, made me wish for is that Lucasfilm would just kind of like make it canon or elements of it or bring that era back because they're going back to that time period and taking elements from Legends, as it is now. Um, so, you know, let's one day just make it, Unlegend to make it canon because uh, there's an awful lot in the, in the the old republic and in the kotor time that was banging there's so much in there that was incredible and an awful lot which wouldn't contradict anything now seeing how far um back back it was set compared to the skywalker saga and even the high republic but yeah the crate dragon and the pearl is a big deal in kotor uh they they used it to create lightsaber blades as well or if, if they could do if they fashioned it correctly so there was a lot of history linked to the Pearl, let alone the Dragon, when it comes to KOTOR. So it's made me want to go back and start playing the game again. But you know me, I'm the canon fiend. I wish I'd make it canon again because I always feel, I almost feel like I'm cheating a bit on my beloved canon over there by playing by playing and reading legend stuff. But um, also Han Solo sold a Pearl, a crate Pearl Dragon, Dragon Pearl, sorry, to buy himself into the Sabat game in Legends where he won the Falcon. Nice, 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 nice answers. Uh, mate, Marcus, hope that is answered sufficiently, mate. Yeah, man. Uh, we mentioned Jamie Oliver earlier on. Now let's go back to another local boy, huh? It's the Meadalorian, the main man, Martin Mead, our friend and our buddy and the King of Essex. He, uh, he asked, 
What character or event are you hoping to see in season two? Keep up the fantastic podcasting. Hashtag this is the way. Thank you for your kind words there, Martin. Um, what character or event are you hoping to see in season two? Now, uh, it, for me, it's Boba Fett or Boba Fett and Mando teaming up or just fighting. But I saw a thread today which made me gave guess sort of made me sort of think, oh, this is a discussion point, but also made my blood slightly boil. Uh, and I saw people saying, "Well, listen, listen up, geeks. Mando can't fight Boba because Mando, if Mando beats Boba in 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 a fight." then that's it for me. I'm out. Man, there's no way can Mando beat Boba Fett. Uh, and there's a lot of people getting very irate at the idea of Mando defeating Boba in a duel to the mm. point where, you know, they, they were going to hand in their Star Wars cards and whatnot and worse now. But black, And black, they just black. thought, I was just like, first, it's a good discussion point, what would happen if they fought? But secondly, I just don't see why people get so angry at the idea because a lot of it is based on Legends material, which, again, for those listening, isn't, canon doesn't matter anymore so what we know of Boba in canon is you know he was decent in Clone Wars uh, and in Return of the Jedi he got <laughs> knocked into a Sarlacc pit for by being a bit of an idiot so that's kind of his uh, repertoire whereas Mando is a little bit more uh, attuned in the fighting ways that we've seen uh, but he does also take a lot of hits but that's not to say that Boba isn't a isn't a bad boy because he is but if you ask me now I think Mando wins that but who knows uh, but I want more Gideon. We need a real antagonist now that feels like they're looming over every episode. I know we're going to get more Gideon because Giancarlo Esposito has said we are, but we need an antagonist. We need someone who's there in the background who is a threat is what we need. So character is Moff Gideon, absolutely. And an event is something which makes me th- which makes us think, wow, Gideon is the real deal. In uh, ch- chapter eight, end of episode season one, he came across like a real boss. Now, now I really want to see what his plan is, mate. So for me, whatever happens between Boba and Mando, but more importantly for me, keeping it real, I want to know what Gideon's up to and I want him to become the threat I think he's going to be. I'm looking forward to some lightsaber action. Whether that's, whether that's Ahsoka, whether that's Gideon with Darksaber versus Ahsoka, Maybe right. Maybe. Um, What if Ahsoka's killed off? I don't know. Uh, Probably. You imagine Uh, it could happen. It's it could happen. (laughs) Uh, Imagine this. Uh, Do I think this is going to happen? I'm not sure. Gideon, Boba Fett versus Ahsoka (laughs) and Mando. (laughs) A tutor. A tutor. Manchuta Mando. Yeah, filth. I, I do I, want a Wonga after hearing that. I'll be honest, my favourite thing about Mandalorian is just it feel, It just gets the feeling of Star Wars so right. Even with my quote-unquote like, least favourite episodes, which I still love, <laughs> um, it just gets the feeling right. I'm on board, Martin. I'm on board. Um, would I like to see a bit more Gideon? Yeah, I think I think that's the answer there. I think my boy really hit the nail on the head. And would I like to see a smidge of lightsaber? Yeah. And in the future, don't know about season two. Don't know. But this it's already like kickstarted so quick. <laughs> um I feel like episode one of this season of Mando could have been, was would have been like two episodes in season one. Right. Yep. I just get that feeling. Um 
Maybe Luke Skywalker DH. I knew it. Maybe. I don't think it's going to happen this series, though. Next series, maybe. But good question, the Medalorian local boy. Huh? Um, on- onwards and upwards or downwards, down underwards. Um, it's Darth Dildo Ooh. who's asking, what was your favorite prequel, original and sequel trilogy reference and connection? And do you think Star Wars works really well when it balances the familiar with the new, a bit of each, etc.? cetera? Um, Darth, um, Dilemate, I, I love this question. I'll be honest. I love this question. This was something that jumped out to me. I, despite it not being my favorite film, I have so much nostalgia for episode one, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And to see a half a pod racer stuck on the side of, of, of a speeder, of a bike, speeder bike, made in Corellia, but then customized. Like, come on, the mm-hmm. pit droids. I love seeing the pit droids. Yeah. It, remi- it it makes me feel like I'm in 1999. It makes me feel like I'm in 2000 and Phantom Menace has come on VHS and I'm watching it in my home in Devon. That's what it makes me feel like. Um, and I, I love the prequel references. Even our boy, spoiler, by the way, this is a spoiler show if you <laughs> hadn't gathered. Oh, yeah. um, Boba's back (laughs) yeah there we go even tomorrow morrison seeing our boy yeah in live action i haven't seen him guys i haven't seen his presence since 2002 for the first time at a cinema attack of the clones right oh man oh no well i mean you know i mean revenge of the sith too but you know as actual (laughs) i don't know as a fet oh as a fet oh mate it, I'm here for that. Sequels, mm. I love. I really want Mando to bridge the sequels well. I think originals goes without saying. Goes without saying. Yeah. Sequels, we saw our boy. Who's the boy who made? They made like tens of. Uh, uh, they made an action figure for, but he didn't make it. My into boy, the film. Constable Zuvio. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in the first scene in this episode. Really. Yeah, man, I put in him out. In, I think mentioned him in the recap. I think we mentioned you him. did. Yeah, because I noticed him. I just didn't remember the name. Mm-hmm. And I was that's it. Zuvio, that's the bloke. Love it. Love it. Let's connect it all up. Mando, sew it all up, mate. Darth, I think it's a genius idea to do exactly what you said, mate. And I, yes, I think Star Wars works at its best when you have all of these threads coming together. Uh, Matty Boy, what are you thinking, mate? Uh, pretty much what you've just said. Pit droids and the pod racers are my favourite um, reference. Plus, you can plus the sound design of that pod racer that Cobb Vanth is riding. If you listen, you don't have to listen very hard, but it's there. You can hear the pod racing sounds. They've lifted it from the Phantom Menace, and it sounds so good just to hear that again. Um, mm, for the OT, yes. most of most of what's going on is is OT, especially in the last episode, like Tatooine. But so the look of Tatooine, seeing like the moisture farms, the Banthers. We'd seen the crate dragon skeleton in A New Hope. We'd heard about it. Now we're seeing it. So like you said, it goes without saying the OT. Favreau always said he wanted the Mando to feel like the first third of A New Hope, like the cantina scene and all that. And he's not doing a bad job. And I also had the aliens in the crowd for the sequel trilogy reference, you know, Zuvio and so many other ones, which looked like they were handpicked from the one of the three sequel trilogy films. And 
I think Star Wars does work well when it balances familiar with a new, but it also hasn't got a choice, but it has to, basically. Um, and there has to now be, for me anyway, there now has to be that overlap. If they want, if they don't want it to feel like three separate trilogies, they want it to feel like one connected timeline or one connected story, then yeah, they've got to have that overlap. And it's, it is nice to see, um, like, like Zuvio, if that is indeed him or if it's somebody who looks like him, in the crowd next to an original trilogy um, species, like five minutes before we see the pit droids again and 20 minutes before we see a pod racer. So in that one episode, we've got a really nice uh, melting pot of the three trilogies. And yeah, I hope they start bringing them all together again. And the Tamura Morrison thing is spot on, mate. Seeing him back, you know, he was the face of a fet in the prequels. In the in the special editions, he is the voice of Boba, and now he's in this new timeline. So he's covering everything, man. So and uh, I I think he's a great actor, Tamura Morrison, anyway. But it's just good to see him back. So yeah, Darth, mate, thank you so much for that question. Um, we've got another one from our boy Joe Caster. Who he said, "This is I like this one. If Baby Yoda is in the care of Mando." Does that make him a Mandalorian too? Uh, and to that, Joe Caster, I say yes, it does for now, because he's been taken in the care of a Mandalorian. He's a foundling, they've called him now, and Mando's been quested to return into his kind, but but to, they're a clan of two, the armorer said. So to me, he's a, he's a de facto Mandalorian, whether he decides to grow up and become a Mandalorian Yoda species force user. Firstly, that would be awesome. Secondly, imagine the uh, armor on him. And thirdly, why not? But I think now, if you ask me, yeah, I think he is. Just because he isn't you know, fighting like a Mando or chanting, this is the way. But he's he's in a clan of two with a Mandalorian and in his care. Um, so, yeah, I think in a minute you could class him as a Mandalorian. It's a good question. It's a really, really good question, Joe Caster. Um Matt, your point is really good. It's really convincing, actually. I'm going to say no. The reason I say that is because when Mando, in Chapter 4, Mando says I wasn't much older than than the Kiddilywinks running around on the planet. Um, I feel like, so that was when he had his helmet on. I feel Mm. like for me, there's going to be a bit more of some sort of ceremony, like, akin to maybe even a baptism into the Mandalorian creed and baby isn't yet aware of that whereas whereas a young din would have been more of like okay well this is the way Mm -hmm. um he understands he can't take his helmet off right that's the way of the Mandalore that's the way the Mandalore he's been taught baby can't comprehend that yet so on one hand from your point of view I I get it I would say yes but from another from another, <laughs> another point certain of point of view i'd say <laughs> I, I, i'm leaning more toward no especially because okay. the whole point of this mission is giving him back to his people the jedi yeah, no i no it, i don't disagree with anything you say there yeah. mate that's the <laughs> beauty of the one, session is, <laughs> is that we can disagree and get and move on like the fine kings that we are but no you're right it, in one hand you know he's in the care of a mandalorian and, and that is he's a clan of two and on the other hand, has no idea what's going on other than like senseless violence half the time and frog eating. So there's that side of it as well. Um, but I just wanted to say, guys, out there as well, if you listen for those listening, let us know what you think of these answers as well. Send send us your answers as well. As we say for the Patreon questions, same as these. 
We want to hear what you think. Do you think Baby Yoda is a Mandalorian as well? I'd love to hear what you guys think. We got so many good questions. So many good questions. And Joe Casta, that was an awesome question. Love it. Uh, SD1985 UK asks, how are they going to top that first episode? I think that's Shane, isn't it? It is Big Boy um, Shane. Yeah, Big Boy Shane, King of Suffolk. Um, how are they going to top it? Mate, right now it might feel impossible to some, but I feel like they're going to watch this space, Shane. I really think they could. There's going to be more action, more drama, and more to lose. Mm. And that's going to make it even more filth. Matty Boy? How are they going to top that first episode? I don't know, mate, because I can't. I, I don't want to believe that they're going to give us eight episodes, which for me could be as good as the first one. There's going to be ones which are uh, more story driven, and you could you could say you know quote unquote slower or more or more character driven, which I'm just fine with because I love those ones almost as much or as much as the action ones. So it all depends. Basically, are they going to give us? another kind of blood and thunder episode like we've just had or do we have mando taking stock is this going to be one where he's walking a lot more and looking a lot more for mandalorians or for the for the sorcerer or for this enemy of warriors this race of warriors sorry the jedi so it depends if it's good if it's action i don't know how they're going to do two in a row if it's if it's more introspective i don't know are they going to give us a reveal of the week i, I really don't know but in Favreau and Filoni, I believe, trust, and I know that may sound like a cop-out, but it depends. If they're going to give us an action episode, then, I don't know, they've got to give us something that didn't feel like it was similar to what we saw in the first season. Or if it is going to be a slower one, there's still got to be something. There's going to have to be a bit of information or a lead or a name drop that's going to make us think, well, hold on, hello, hello, hello there. Let's get, us, let's get us on to the next episode quick. So, in short... No idea, mate, but <laughs> I've got all full faith. Oh, mate, love it, love it, love it. Well, uh, next question from Jim Mundy Gill actually helps tie into that. He said, do you think that episode 10 won't carry on from nine? Perhaps concentrate on Gideon's story and bring both stories up to date. So um, what's going on with Mando and then what's going on with Gideon, sort of have them come a bit closer. Um, a lot of people I've seen think it's going to be a double header. So the next episode is going to, probably take place on Tatooine. We might see more of Fett, or we're just going to have more of a closure to the uh, first episode of this season. So I don't know. It, uh, they need to give Gideon more to do and make him a threat, as I said up top. I, and I don't, uh, For me, I don't want to see Gideon return in the second and second to last and final episodes and have him sort of turn up again and just be like, oh, here I am again for 10 minutes. I want to see him in every episode almost now um, like cutting away from the main action, what's you know, what's Gideon planning? Where is he? What's going on? What's he scheming? Will it? I don't think it will carry on from ten. I don't think it will do. If it does, then in a way, great because then we're going to have. Um, it's not going to be jumping from mission of the week. It's going to be more connected. So in one way, mm. actually, I hope it does. But I don't think it will do. I think they're going to move somewhere else and bring in a few more people. <sighs> Good answer, Matt. Once again, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good answer. I'm going to say I think it's going to carry on um, mm-hmm. just because historically Mando's done that, although it feels like if there's going to be cha- a change, it's going to be in the next few episodes. 
Yeah, especially after what Matty Boys just said, to be honest. <laughs> it's a good answer. <laughs> it's a good though. answer. Either way, I, I don't mind either way if they do make it like a, like, almost like the Clone Wars and Rebels do, but they have little arcs. I don't sure. mind that either. Sure. No, no, no. Me too, man. Me too. Um, and I think we're kind of getting to that scope. I still feel like they're building up to something like that foundation is still getting laid. We're just at the top of it. Um, good question, though. Good question. Uh, up next, Mark Walker says, in Chapter 9, we get another glimpse of what the fall of the Empire did to socioeconomic structure of the galaxy in the scene with the miners moving into town. Oh, love that scene, mm-hmm. Mark. Um, this follows the chaos described by Moff Gideon in the season one finale the empty streets we saw in moss isley and the atst driving marauders in episode four i therefore ask was the fall of the empire such a positive thing for the outer rim planets discuss with diagrams where appropriate so grown up (laughs) i know um fantastic absolutely love it right let me get me let me get my pad and my pen out uh matty boy right Imagine this, mate. Imagine gotcha. a line going vertically. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> mate, it's a really good question, Mark. It's a really good question. Oh, that's funny. Question mark. See you next week, guys. Yeah, that's it. Uh, no, it's a good question. In... Because uh... I know you mentioned... You, you're quite interested in this, aren't you? Yeah, because I love history, and this 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 mirrors a lot of historical things, right? It depends what the long term outcome is, and it also depends on what the people think. The people mm-hmm. in that room at the moment were obviously happy that the empire had fallen, right? But then mm-hmm. it goes without saying that an- another group came in and did its ting, yeah, took over. Um, was that the case for the whole outer rim? We don't know. We need more data. Um, there is a strong argument that the empire brought stability. Mm-hmm. It brought economy. Um, but at what cost? At the cost of people dying and living in pain anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really the question. Um, in Tatooine... <laughs> i think great, to, it, if i'm really putting my history hat on here i would say there's not enough information to to really to really show because these sort of bad things are bound to happen the mm-hmm. fact that the miners minor guild existed anyway in that sort of capacity with a lethal capacity probably shows the empire weren't doing a good enough job anyway right from their point of view <laughs> So, yeah, I feel like I'm taking it way too literally. Matty boy, I think there's a good argument for it, though. There's a good argument for, yeah, the Empire brought a lot of peace. It, but that's there's some irony to that, right? Ironic. Yeah. It, hey, it didn't. What was the at the beginning of Solo? Um, Minban. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Empire flipping didn't bring peace and stability to Minban, did it? No, so Solo even said about it, didn't or Kashyyyk, they? Or Kashyyyk, right? The Wookiees were all forced into slavery. Didn't help those guys. <laughs> so I think all in all, from a, from a galactic point of view, you could still strongly argue that the Empire didn't uh, bring stability and peace and equality to all. 
Depends mm. who you ask, really, because there's some like the client who uh, who said, you know, it's the world a better place since the revolution. Mm. Um, he's, you know, he's, but I'm not sure that it was such a positive thing. But like you said, was it particularly positive in the first place? Because it was lawless before, from what we know, like Tatooine, you had the huts controlling things. So, you know, they were in league with the Empire. So even then you still had criminal gangs running the running the show. But after the Battle of Jakku, the huts fell, or their control, controlling interest fell. But it seems to be worse now, because, yeah, like you say, the power vacuum opened that door for the zealous, power-hungry warlords and factions. So I'm not sure it is such a positive thing. If it, it wasn't particularly great before, though, to be fair, it may have just been bubbling under the surface more before. And now, without any kind of law or governance, it's all just exploded out and... Like in the beginning, uh, the very first episode, I think, when which is a quote which you mentioned and we're quite fond of, when Mando said, you know, the price of fuel has gone up so much now that the credits on offer wouldn't cover that. Here, they're talking about things like the price of best cars on the rise, and they do mention, they do highlight some of the economic issues in the galaxy, which I think is pretty cool because, like like the client said, the blind, is it a better place since the revolution, since the rebellion won? You know, has has it made it any better? Mm. Or if you look at it, like you say, did did or actually is it just is it just highlighting how bad things were before, and uh, with that, and now there's just no governing body around to sort it out. So I I don't think it was a positive thing because I don't think it wasn't positive in the first place, but it certainly hasn't helped. I don't think um, having the the fall of the empire, believe it or not, hasn't helped the Avtarim. Live free, don't join. Good guys, bad guys, those guys. Um, <laughs> Bly guys, five uh, bly guys. guys. That's it. <laughs> Snips and bly guy. Um, so for the next five questions, they're being truncated into one. We'll still give them uh, read them all out, but they're all relating to Boba Fett. So we thought rather than do them individually and skip around the point, let's just truncate as many as we can into one section now. Um, and we've got five questions relating to it. The first one was from uh, the Mancalorian, our friend Adrian, who said, Boba Fett, in it for just an episode or two? Just seen once, just one season, or for multiple seasons. Local boy, huh? George Constantinou. How do you find the execution of introducing Boba Fett and Cobb's characters? They've done. How do you guys think Boba will play a part in the future of season two? Twin sons collecting. Would you be happy if that little reveal was was it for Boba, or do you want him to return fully? Uh, and we also got this. Um, Fett-led question from Alex Jessup. Hello, guys. Um, well, what a great show that was for the new season. Um, absolutely uh, amazing. Just want to echo the comments made in your catch-up show uh, on the production values. Um, film quality, like, great stuff. The CG is amazing. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, I've said it before, I think Mandalorian is some of the best television out there not just star wars but like best uh, television um i'll cut to the chase so um do you think because i do that boba fett is going to be used a bit like uh, thanos in the marvel cinematic uh, universe uh, as in teased quite early and we know he's lurking in the um uh, in the background and will come in later maybe even season three what do you think i was waiting for jessup to ask who's boba fett going to fight first but he oh. didn't he skipped that one. So, uh, Lukey Boy, so it's, it's it's a Boba-centric area now. So, what do you think, mate? How long is he going to be in it for? Did you like how he's brought back? And would you be happy if that was it, just that little reveal? 
Mm. So, oh, there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack there, um, and there's there's a lot to really process for literally a few seconds of footage <laughs> at the end of uh, the first episode of the new season. I think he's going to be, in short, I think he's going to be in another episode or two. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be in the next episode. In the next episode, yeah. <laughs> Mandalorian every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I reckon, I reckon two episodes. Okay, and, including this one we just seen. Oh, two more. Okay. Maybe three. Because I think he's going to tie up to the to the, to the conclusion of mm-hmm. season two in in some way. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to be it, right? <sighs> Imagine if it is, though. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um... I I actually don't know where to think. I don't think Dave and John would tease something like that in the first episode of a series and not revisit it later on in that series. I just yeah. don't think they're that kind of those kind of guys. Um, so I think it's going to be we're going to see him again in 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 terms of the magical word. You know, the grand execution. <laughs> Thank you, mate, boy. Thank okay, you. Mate. Of uh, Bobber and Cobb. Yeah, I think it was done brilliantly because beforehand, I think I mentioned this in the recap, I, I wasn't super on board with the idea of them coming back. However, the fact that they did come back, bro, uh, mm. the way they did it, I, I think it was really, really good. I think it was really good and a hard thing to pull off. And I was thinking about this, mate. I think... The fact that we were we heard about the Boba armor and we saw Cobb Vamp mm-hmm. first. In my head, I was like, well, we're not seeing Boba then. We're just seeing the armor. Mm-hmm. That's that is honestly what I thought. And I I thought that throughout the whole episode. And right at the end, you get both. <laughs> so I, I, I just think it despite the fact it's like they knew people knew there was going to be Boba armor and they just were like, okay, well let's get that over and done with at the start of the episode, bring in this character from the EU and then bish, bash, bosh, end of the episode, mate, it was done. No, no. Weren't it? Weren't it, Matt? I mean, it, it looked up. so good, mate. It really looked great. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, in terms of what part Boba will play, you gotta. I, I think where your ma, your your brother Matt was mm-hmm. saying, like, why, why, why was why yes. are these characters? He wasn't pleased. Back? Why is Boba back? It's easy to get in our feelings right now of positivity, and then maybe not look at the well. Why? Why is he back? What's the point? To put it to put it bluntly, mate. Mm. I think I just trust Dave and John at this point. I trust Dave Filoni. I trust John Favreau. I trust that there's going to be probably an almost understated role, something maybe a bit more simple than we think. You know, I said earlier about, you know, Ahsoka versus Gideon, Mando versus Boba. <laughs> hey, maybe that would be crazy, but maybe. It would be sweet. And it would, I'm sure it would look sick. What if it's something a lot more simple? That's what this show does. It does that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it could be something really simple. I don't know. What do you reckon, mate? Well, a lot of people think 
just by the the image of Tamura as Boba, there they're like, oh, he looks like he's changed his ways. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's had an effect on him, like this near death experience. Maybe he's not a bounty hunter anymore. I'd be interested to see if they went that route, how it would be received, because obviously everyone wants to see Boba Fett back. Well, lots of people do, and then to find out that he's just a guy now who isn't interested in being a bounty hunter. I think I think I'll just switch off the internet for the day if that happened. But in from a story point of view, not a fanboy, from a story point of view, that would be pretty sweet. I think that'd be pretty sick. I think having you know uh, the most legendary bounty hunter in the galaxy kind of just like not lose his way, but take stock of his life and realise, you know what? No, I look where it almost got me, and now I'm, I've lived a easier, a simple simple man in the galaxy life like his dad on Tatooine, and you know what? I'm fine with that. So I'd really be interested in that, but I don't know how they're going to use him because it, we've said it so many times. Why, 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 why bring him back? Is it to have a showdown with Mando? Okay, if so, surely you're not going to kill the Mando. Then you've got to kill Bubba. Okay, How's that? I don't care how it goes down with the fans because if it works for the story, it works for the story. So there's bringing him back just to kill him off again. Oh, fine, that's a bit pointless, but okay. Do you have him sort of like have him just a reveal that he's alive? Could do. That could be quite cool. I, will he help Mando in any way? Because remember, he's not loyal necessarily to any faction. He's just a guy trying to make his way in the universe. Like again, like his dad was. So could he help Mando in some way? And I don't mean like there'll be a swashbuckling Batman and Robin type team, but maybe maybe he, he's going to be the anti-hero like he was in Legends, who is kind of... You know, he take down whoever needs to be take, taken down, even if it was who we perceive to be the baddies. So I genuinely don't know, mate. I can't see him being in it for that much this season, but they've, they've introduced him in the very first episode. So they've obviously got plans to bring him back at some point because if otherwise just, you know, chuck him in towards the end if they're not going to use him again. They've laid that foundation now. So I imagine they're going to build a house of Boba at some point. And in terms of how they brought him back, I said on the show that, See, the shot of him against the twin sons was stunning. I thought it was an absolutely mm. beautiful mm-hmm. shot. And Tamura looked the business when he turned around. Uh, and Cobb, listen to the recap to hear me shouting, yes, when he turned around. Call um, on the cop. Like a bit, a bit, how, when they brought a corn in, I thought it was great, mate. I think it's brilliant. Short, in short, they've got characters out there. Use them. Like they did to Saw Gerrera. You don't need to make a new character. Just use one that's already made. You don't need to read the books. Luke, Luke is a prime example who hasn't read the book, but still appreciated the fact that this character and they gave a little bit of backstory. So don't need to read a book. They told you about it on the screen. But, but for me, I know the, I know this guy and it, it, and it works well, even more. It's even sweeter almost. So uh, I don't know how much of a role he's going to play, but I'm not, I can't lie and say that it isn't a worry. Cause I've been saying all along, I'm very skeptical about them bringing him back, but he's back now. I loved the scene of him coming back. Now, now that the fun has worn down a little bit, what are they going to do with them? They have to give him mm. purpose other than mm. just kill him off again, mate. So um, that, no, that's well the, so far, that's the question of the season, mate. And I know we're only one episode in, but it's, you know, Bob is back. Is it going to overshadow everything? Well, we're, we're kind of thinking, what's he going to be doing? So, uh, Mate, there's so much around this, just this, this one moment. Um, but, I mean, let's take a step back here. And congratulate the guys over at Lucasfilm for mm. doing that in the first place. You know, one episode in, Matt. Yeah. They must one have One episode in. They've that. done it again. 
They've done it again. The first episode of Mandalorian season one, the world went crazy for this little baby Yoda. It <laughs> was a surprise. Like no one knew. Are that you kidding coming. me? We were just like, what? Oh, that's different. Suddenly, the whole dynamic of what I thought the show was going to be about changed. Mm-hmm. And once again, Matt, they've done it. Yeah, they've done it. I don't know, man. I uh, I'm really happy. I'm really happy. And let's see. How, I think that's the key. Let's see. In, the series, yeah. More specifically, really, I just want to address the last part of this section. Uh, Jessup's, big boy Jessup's question, which I love hearing from Alex. Mm. He's such a king. Can't wait to share a poem with him one day. Um, mm. I'm not sure if, you know, Bubba's going to be playing any sort of Thanos role. I think that's that firmly is going to be gideon um and i think actually that has to stay as gideon and the only time it can become someone beyond gideon is maybe when we're entering first order territory Mm -hmm. um and you know slowly you know transcending into sequel trilogy era so in in short i i don't think so which kind of goes along if anything with what you're saying matty boy that you know potentially boba could end up being an ally almost but uh, probably not probably not Mm -hmm. i think you you know this is a long running rpg there's a lot of time to tell this story yep and And i'll tell you something to be had on that i'll tell you something star wars suits it it suits it it suits the tv format mate yep suits it so well yep so yeah. it does everyone all oh, guys girls thank you so much for those uh five boba fet questions and uh, and the next one also touches on boba a bit as well yeah it does uh jimmy adams are so any guesses on who the first mandalorian our hero will actually meet also do we need more boba fett if we all get from this season um if we all if all sorry we get from this season is that he survived isn't that what people have been wanting to know he's not a mandalorian can he actually help din on his quest Mm. or will this have to be a showdown between them that doesn't get interrupted by a crate dragon maybe cad bane (laughs) long live the mando jimmy bringing the absolute spice there love it mate Jimmy just added to the complication. Yeah, uh, nice one, mate. <laughs> it's a great question. <laughs> I think, okay, first Mandalorian, let's just set this. First Mando, I think we've mentioned it before. It's going to be the lass, isn't it? I think. Bo-Katan. It's going to be Bogotan. Yeah, yep. thank you. It's Bo-Katan. going to be Bogotan. Um, and I think, in regards to the rest of the question, I'll be honest with you, Jimmy, I think. It, it, Without trying to cheat, I think we've kind of just answered it. Kind of. I'm um, not confident on any. I I wouldn't put my I wouldn't put like twenty p on anything. To be honest, I don't know. I think we're going to see more of him in this season, which to me implies he has to do something with the has to you know be involved in the story somehow mm-hmm. somehow. So I don't know if help or foe or what i don't know it's hard um, well bo-katan is going to be the first mando he meets because again it's all speculation or rumor but you know katie sackoff f- f- led to believe she's in it 
and it makes sense. Uh, I read a good theory earlier on that perhaps he's a prisoner of the Imperial Remnant, which is how Gideon got the Darksaber, because that she was the ruler of Mandalore and holder of the Darksaber. So maybe the Remnant, you know, took captured her or defeated her armies, took her prisoner as like a high value target. And and that's how she's going to be introduced, because they, these people c- couldn't see Bo-Katan just laying low in these covens underground. They thought she's not, you know, she's, be, she's more out there than that. So having her as a prisoner actually works. And it also um, answers the question of how Gideon got the Darksaber. So I think it'll be Bo-Katan. People say Sabine Wren as well, but you know, let's see about that. But about the Boba Fett, in short, do we need more Boba? No, no, we don't. We don't need him. We've got him now, but we still don't need him. We've got the man, though. What can Boba add that of any real substance? And I know that's going to come back and bite me on the backside at the end of the series. But, you know, we we, we didn't need more Boba before this episode. Um, now he's in it, then now we do need more because I think it's too big a tease at the end of the first episode when the whole episode was talking about his armor, empty Sarlacc pits, and then he shows up. If the, if the episode existed just to have him come back, then it's a bit, it ends up being a bit of a throwaway episode when all is said and done. So Cad Bane though, mate, give me all the Cad Bane all day long. And if that was what, if that was the case, it would be fan service to hell and back, but I'll be here all day for that, mate. So uh, that's what I think. Mm, great, great answer, Matty boy. As per usual. This is Guy Henry, known for playing Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast Right, cracking on with the Mando chit-chat. Matty boy, I'm having a glass of water. Hang on. I'm going to have a sip of my tea, my friend. Have some, Mm. Matty boy, have some sippage. Mm, Yummy. You're going to need it. You're going to need it for this first question. Daniel Hales, lad, asks, if Ahsoka does appear, would you like to see her as a Jedi once again or teacher of her own force using group what a question Mm. daniel if the rumors are true and information (laughs) we've recently had is true which it seems we're gonna get ahsoka Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure if they're gonna be diving too deep into the whole mythology of the jedi hey maybe ahsoka is more aligned with the vision that Luke Skywalker has in the sequel Mm. era. So I don't think she's going to be having her own force group, you know, her own subdivision. I don't think, I don't think, I think Mm. they're going to save that for her own series. That now I'll be honest. I think we're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what I think, mate. It's a good question. It is. But to to be honest, I think that she's going to be that quote-unquote Jedi character. Mm-hmm. It's just how much can you do with Ahsoka in the same timeline and the same universe where Luke Skywalker exists? Mm-hmm. If Gideon is such a threat, 
you know, to, to the galaxy. You know, actually, we're not sure if he is a threat to the galaxy, if he's perceived as that. He probably isn't. He's probably just feared in his, in his area, in his parsec. Mm-hmm. I think they've got to tr- tread carefully with Ahsoka. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, it's the same as Boba Fett syndrome, is that what can you do without then overshadowing the Mando? Because if Ahsoka turns up, whips out two lightsabers and just gives gives Gideon or anyone that look as if to say, come fight me, bro. That's going to immediately be like the defining image of the season. So I'd be, I'd be surprised if they do actually give her an action scene. And I, you know, I've said before, I don't mind the character of Ahsoka. She's not my favourite, I don't mind her. But if, you, if there was an action scene with a lightsaber, I'd probably lose my mind, as I did when I saw Boba, uh, as is my fanboy ways. So would I, would I like to see an Ahsoka action scene? Yeah, why not? Because it would probably be pretty swell. But in all fairness, I'd rather be the kind of wise old sage or the sorcerer, as the rumours would have her being called. Mando is looking for a, a race of sorcerers, enemy sorcerers. Um, she's not a Jedi, but she knows the way of the Force and she knows of Yoda and his, his species. There's the link potentially to getting Baby Yoda back to his people. Bo-Katan is an ally of Ahsoka. She's a Mandalorian who trusts Ahsoka. Mando meets Bo-Katan, has an alliance. Bo-Katan introduces him to Ahsoka or points to the way. Mando then has more trust in her because she's got the trust of Bo-Katan. He knows, she knows where potentially to, the, to find a species or how to which way to go or you know which this is the way no that's the way which will be in the directions so it all ties in i thought ah, i'd rather be a teacher of just where to how to find baby yoda species rather than our own force group like the tarnos or something i don't think we'll see an action scene if we do great as long as it's done well i think it'll be more a case if she shows up it's there it's a cool moment where she's uh, discussing potentially the Jedi in a, like a very short scene or short di- bit of dialogue. But I think it'll be more of a, a sage type character, more of a wizened character rather than a, a fighter. But we'll see, mate. And I know there's a lot of fans out there who can't wait to see Ahsoka. And I think you're going to get your way because uh, lots of international Disney Plus official accounts keep dropping the fact that Rosario Dawson will be starring as Ahsoka Tano and... The main Disney Plus account is going on and deleting all of those messages, all of those posts from international Disney Plus accounts, so official ones as well. So, looks like we're getting into episode six. Apparently, I'd rather be the teacher like you, Lukey, but I'd rather have more of a subdued role. Mm, good question, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's a good a, question. I'm telling you, question. We- we we have got so many good questions in. So many good questions in. Thanks for sending that in, Daniel. Nice one, King. Uh, and then up next, we've got a, a voice message from Silver from Star Wars Thrifton who gives her thoughts on the last episode. So uh, let's hear it. What's up, guys? Amazing season opener. I couldn't believe what I was watching. The visuals were stunning. I was annoyed that we were going to go to Tatooine, but changed my mind instantly. The Easter eggs were amazing without being obvious, and it rewarded us fans. Cobb Vanth has to be one of my favorites, and their entire mission with the Tusken Raiders and Townfolk was just great. The Crate Dragon, stunning. Boba Fett reveal made me surprisingly giddy, especially someone who wasn't too thrilled about him returning. If it serves a story and I will understand Boba better, then I'm in. I can't believe this was only the first episode and I can't wait for more. Also, justice for Banthas. <laughs> justice for Banthas indeed. Just getting used as bait and swallowed by that dragon. I'm with you there. 
on the idea that when they went back to Tatooine, it, it, even though he knew it was coming, it is a bit like, ah. But when they went back to Tatooine, they gave us more world building and lore from an existing planet. They went back to all these new places, and I really appreciated that. Uh, nice use of the word giddy, giddy, Gideon, Mando tie in there. Oh, yep. Oh, and I agree. It all looked great, mate. It all looks, it all looks spot on, and I uh, pretty much align all of your thoughts there. So thank you very much, mate. Mate, um, Star Wars Thrifting on Instagram. Go follow Star Wars Thrifting on Instagram. It's so interesting to see what Silver picks up mm-hmm. um, on on her journeys. It is absolutely awesome. Wonderful. Can't recommend it enough. Um, what a voice message. Uh, the Banthers, mate, nade them up. Bang. <laughs> Mega explosion. I'm here that for geese that. Geese is just tied down. He's trying to run away. He's like, don't, don't know. And Mando's like, no, you're coming back here. That poor Banthers just yep. thinking, I've got, I've got a wife and kids. Eat them, as Homer said. Nah. Nah, it's the future, mate. Banther attacks. <laughs> I'm all about I want more. That's what I want. That That's what I want more from season two. That's how Boba goes out. <laughs> the Banthers uh, rebel and um, eat Boba. I think, uh, yeah. I, I tell you what, mate. I was, I was, Silver brings up a great point about Tatooine. Going into season two, I was a little worried about the revisit to Tatooine. Yep. I was a little worried about Boba Fett. And now I'm here, I'm singing and dancing. Oh, you're loving it. I don't know. I think enough said. Enough mm-hmm. said. Um, thank you for that awesome yes, voice message, no, Silver. Yeah, go check her out. Star Wars Thrifting, Instagram. Uh, Matthew Bell asks a spicy number. He says, do you think Boba Fett still has the Slave One? Matthew, in short, I doubt it. It's been nicked, mate. I reckon it's been nicked. Uh, Wouldn't be surprised if we see Slave pop up in another series um, or later down the line in Mando being piloted by someone else. That's what I think. Matty boy? Yep, great question. Uh, I don't think he has, but there's been no canon answer, so they're free to do whatever they want, basically. And it kind of ties into, you know, what's the point of Boba Fett coming back? Is he is he leaving the town, the place or not? I mean, I don't know. He hasn't potentially hasn't left Tatooine since he fought his way out of a gut. So if he doesn't have a way off the planet, then, you know, what's he been doing for the last few years? If he has got a way off the planet... You know, it's a good thing he landed right there and then, wasn't it? When when Mando was just getting his armor back. But no, I don't think he has because I don't know why he'd hang around Tatooine if he did have Slave One. But it's a good question, though, mate. What do you guys think? Does Boba still have Slave One hanging around in Tatooine? So let us know what you think. The Queen of Sweden, the Swedish Jedi, Matilda Backlund, she asked, We already got two old characters in episode nine of the Mando. How many more oldies would be acceptable to add in the coming episodes and how big would their roles be in the plot? Um, now, we've just mentioned, obviously, Bo-Katan and Ahsoka and Boba as well. So they've brought Boba back. They've brought Cobb Vanth back as well. He is an oldie as well. He's an established character in the EU, uh, certainly more so now. Uh, Bo-Katan, I've just mentioned how they can bring her back. Sabine Wren, they can bring her back as well. For me, that they make sense because, you know, they are Mandalorians. Clan Wren was well-established in Rebels. Uh, and they could have, you know, big enough roles where they sort of pop in and out. But there are like some of the other ones we've heard, like Rex. I mean, come, come, I, you know, I love the character of Rex, but do we need Captain Rex in the Mandalorian? N- no. 
no, I've kind of talked myself into thinking actually we might do maybe Ahsoka would be half decent because she is the link to Baby Yoda, the Jedi, and maybe finding where he needs to go. Okay, I can see that now. Great. Captain Rex, uh, I'm not entirely sure we need old like 90 mm. year old Rex bowling it about. So <laughs> for me, Bo Katan is pretty much spot on. You're going to get her. Ahsoka, I'm guaranteeing we, 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 she's coming in. She's coming at some point. Sabine is a maybe uh, if you really wanted to add more Mandalorians, but at the same time, give us new Mandalorians as well. I want new characters. And Rex, I highly doubt it, mate. So for me, Bo-Katan, yes, and Ahsoka, probably I'd understand those. As far as how big their roles would be, small, small enough. They, you know, Ahsoka would probably be very small. Bo-Katan may be recurring if they have a few more seasons. I reckon... Um... I reckon we're going to get a sprinkle of OG throughout the series, not Mm -hmm. necessarily this season. Um, I've already mentioned, and as the listeners already know, I'm a a big advocate for Luke Skywalker returning Mm -hmm. to the series. Um, Mate, I reckon... I reckon we'll get one or two more. Rex is a no-no. I think that's... Imagine if that was Rex at the end of the last episode. <laughs> yeah, unless in, yeah, unless it turns out to be that, I think that's almost a silly suggestion. Because yes. like you said, the, the age acceleration, he's going to be an old dude. The ultimate he, maybe trolling. he's already... Yeah, it's, um, I think it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. I think it's unlikely. Um, I think we're going to get some original trilogy characters, potentially in future seasons, young characters that we see in the sequel trilogy. But once again, fantastic question coming straight out of Sweden. We love it. Thank you, Matilda. Um, up next, Irwan, our boy from Austria, asks, I found the exploration of Tuscan, a way of life, fascinating, or Tuscan way of life fascinating. Not only the Banford dental hygiene routine, but also their fireside behavior. Oh, so good. Um, it reminded me so much of the good old KOTOR uh, game and the Crate Dragon pole. So many little bits and details you'll only catch on repeat viewings. What are your thoughts on little Star Wars nuggets like these? Uh, I think it's fantastic. I think we've got people who really understand Star Wars here, to be honest. And you've got to give credit to Dave Filoni on that. You know, he, he knows Star Wars, but also I'm sure the team that is working on this, it's clear it's clear as day that the people working on Mandalorian love Star Wars mm-hmm. um, or certainly the people making these kind of decisions know because yeah, you know like you said mate with the KOTOR stuff with the, with the crate Dragon that's not an accident no that's not an accident people know what they're doing there um, I think the Tus- exploring more into a Tuscan um, way of life I thought the the quote that Mando gives about the Mandalorian about the Tuscans being a people of their word. Yes, they're raiders. Yes, they're this that they can be violent, right? But these are the people that have, fa- have survived generations in this desert environment. What do you expect? I thought that quote, that dialogue, was absolutely flawless. Flawless. I think it's one of my favorite quotes i've heard in a long time from from star wars i think it's absolutely brilliant i'm really impressed by it mate 
I'm really, really impressed. I think once again, Mandalorian is doing the job it's supposed to do. It's building this universe and exploring more. Uh, Matty boy, what do you reckon? You know me, mate. You know how much I love things all to tie up and little hints and nods to what's come before. So I think it's brilliant, mate. I love go. I love seeing what I can find on first viewing, and then, like Burnt said, on repeat viewings, going back and seeing new things and go and. Uh, new quote, new quotes which have been recycled from other places, like the um, things like the pod racer. You may people may have seen that as a pod racer. Others are saying maybe it's Anakin's, um, and so and so many other little details that come out. I love every single thing that just connects the world. Doesn't make it smaller, but things that connect. All like all like having someone like Cobb Vanthin, who is just a character to most people, or if you're reading the comic, the books and the comics is somebody who already exists. So bringing them in is brilliant. Using little nuggets like that is wonderful. So I'm always up for that. So uh nice one burnt. Thank you for that. Uh, the King of Belgium, the Belgian bond Dimsky. He asked, will Mando do one Wonga or do one Wonga this season? Uh, I think he, I think he will, you know, do one Wonga mate, but, but he said, do you think Mando will get a crate dragon as a sign on his armor? So I think he will do Wana Wonga. Absolutely going to be all over that Wana Wonga. But I don't think he's going to get the Crate Dragon because I think now he's got the Mudhorn. I don't know. I don't know if Mando... It'd be like tattoos, wouldn't it? Like you've Crate, um, crate Dragon that side and a book Mudhorn on that side. Um, I don't think he will do because I don't I don't really know how it works, but he had help from an ally, i.e. Baby Yoda with a Mudhorn, but because he had help from Tuscans and uh, a Marshal and the people of Moz Pelgo or Freetown... So I don't know if that counts as a massive effort or if that counts as like a Mando sigil type thing, but I don't think he will. But what about you, mate? Oh, mate. Once again, it's filth. Um, I think Dewanawanga. I think that's what you wanted to hear here, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I reckon he's actually going to keep the mud horn because only reason i say that is because at what point will he have just like a a, a sleeve of <laughs> I mean, different yeah. icons on his got on his neck he's got a teardrop yeah. under his eye and a helmet he's got well, yeah do you know what i mean um yeah i think there's only so far he can go i think the mudhorn is it, it, it that's what carries the weight of that moment is you know that that's the point. You've got Mando and Baby together. Um, that's what I reckon. That's what I reckon. Good question, though. Good question. No, nice Love it. Dimsky, Belgian king. Uh, Joel Mitchell asks, how did you guys feel about Boba's face being revealed? Does it demystify the legend of the character to know what he looks like after years of working as a bounty hunter um it's a cracking cracking question once again uh i don't mind mate in fact i think it actually adds to kind of what darth um was was referring to earlier this synergy between the whole i don't know that the whole saga the whole star wars story to see tomorrow morrison an icon from the prequels in a show that's set after return of the jedi i think mm-hmm. there's something very very special about that because you know after all we all know what he looks like so i would say actually personally i would argue that the mystery isn't about what the the mandalorian is revealing but more what attack of the clones did and i know that was a complaint by uh some people 
in uh, 2002 when they saw Attack of the Clones. So, uh, personally, I'm going to say no. Uh, yeah, I don't think it does either, because like I say, in 2002, George showed us what Boba Fett looked like as a little boy with that flowing locks of his. So, you know, it already demystified the legend of him to see him as a kid with his, like, <laughs> well, yep, all for, uh, get him, Dad, get him, kind of dialogue. So now every time I think of him in Slave One, he's just going, get him. Uh, so no, it doesn't demystify. And I think for you, actually, no, I, I like it knowing that, you know, just the look on his face was intense. Like this guy means business or he's been through some stuff. So I don't think it does. No, because like you say, we know, we know who's, we know what he looks like. We've, we know he's a clone of Django Fett unaltered. So we know what he looks like. So no, it doesn't really. If if we had no idea what Boba looked like, we'd never seen him as a kid or anything, then that would be, you know, I think it would hit harder because he'd be like, wow, damn, that's what he looks like. But I think, you know, knowing what we looks like from um, his dad, from seeing him as a kid, I don't think, I don't think it does, but it's a fantastic question, Joel, mate. Um, Bob the Burger Guy asked, how will Baby Yoda tie into the Mandalorian history and future? Uh, so that is a good question, Bob. Flip us another one. Um, it, I mean, I mentioned it earlier on, is he a Mando now or not? Well, the question sorry, that came in and we both had different opinions. I'm interested more in a minute in how many Mandos are left. Because season one showed that the the Navarro branch of Mandalore had been decimated by that like, pile of helmets. So... That's another load of Mandalorians gone. They see nobody seems to see Mandalorians anymore. They everyone's so surprised when one turns up. So I'm interested how many are left. So how Baby Yoda ties into it? I mean, he could end up being the last one if he gets sworn in when he's older. I've no, I really don't know. In terms of history, this season will, will this season will basically write that history. If he's given back to his kind and we don't see him again, then well, he doesn't have any history. But, I mean, so far he's saved the Mandalorian. He's a the first of his species probably ever to be taken under the wing of a Mandalorian. So he's already pretty much entwined with that uh, history. Really, He's already writing his own chapters. But how many Mandalorians are left to hear these stories? No idea, mate. But what about you, dude? How is he going to tie in? You know what? I'm, I'm, it's almost like refreshing not to have l- tons of questions about the baby Yoda, and I think mm-hmm. it's um, it's pretty cool to see that this episode just didn't milk the baby Yoda. There were some cool shots of it, and there were shots that were clearly for the for the gifts. I think, um, but they were just cute too. But I think you know what I said on the roundtable. I've been thinking about this. I said on the round table, you know, Baby Yoda isn't around by the sequels. Therefore, maybe he has to die. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that now. But maybe he could just be with his people because nobody knows anything about this species. It could be like the Lasat in Rebels where the, the planet is thought to be lost or nobody knows where it is on the map. I was getting to the idea that actually maybe he just still won't be old enough. Mm-hmm. That's kind what? of what I'm thinking. And actually, later. right, this can be crazy. Mandalorian future, right? <laughs> yeah. The end of the Mandalorian is the Mandalorian delivering him to his people, and his the very people, last episode. Yeah. Yep. And his people is Ray. Post Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, I don't know. How, I mean, Mando is tw- about it's set what nine, five years after Jedi, so that's 
about 27 years before The Force Awakens, which makes it about 28 years or 29 years before Rise of Skywalker. So add 30 years to baby Yoda and he's getting on a bit. He's 80, whereas Yoda was 800. And Mando would be, who knows what, Mando would probably be in his 60s or 70s then. So, you know, they, they would, it, it'll be in well, they'd both be around. I think I'd cry. You imagine, <laughs> mate. If English Rose turned think, up on screen, dude, as well. serious. I, I, I think that could be a thing. I kind of have done a U-turn. I think that's where the future of Bubba could be. To be honest, Bubba. When I say Bubba, I mean baby. Yeah, yeah, not Bubba, <laughs> not Bubba. Or <laughs> well, you, Bob the I, I think guy. I might need to change that up now. Actually, <laughs> now we've baby. got now our Tamara's back. Um, no, love the question, Bob the Burger guy. Keep them coming, mate. Um, up next, it's another cheeky voice message. It's from our boy, our king. It's Luke Summerfield. Let's hear it. Hey guys, do you want your question? Warm. Oh God. Anyway, this is the way. My question is, do you think the bar was set way too high with that first episode? Peace and love, guys. Take it easy. I love it. I love it. Straight to the point. Um, <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> We're leaving. Mate, do I think it was set way too high? I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know what to think, Luke. Um, was it set too high? Uh, no. In my opinion, it wasn't, actually. Um, I don't even know if it's my favourite episode. It's definitely up there, and I love all of the episodes of The Mandalorian, to be to be honest. Even I, I rewatched Chapter 5 the other day. Loved it. Yeah? Flipping loved it. It was great. It was great. Chapter 6, another one where I think, eh, yeah, it's all right. Rewatched that, and I'm like, mate, this is so I sick. I like that one, yeah. This is actually... So actually so sick. The music in it is awesome. I was listening to it today, and I was like, Same. man, this is such a sick beat. Ah, um, no, mate. I think actually there's there's a there's a lot of things to go. I'll be honest. I think the positive reception is relief. I think people are relieved that the episode was so good, and it's just nice to see such positive feedback. Um, I think it's a solid foundation. This is the way. Yeah, I'm just glad that there is a bar to hit. That the bar is positive, and uh, we didn't come in with a damp squib of a first episode because then. There is no bar. Then we're kind of expecting or hoping the next episode to be good, rather than, or at least an improvement. Whereas now, if the next episode is is only as good as the first one, wow, you know my socks will be blown off. So there's that I'm looking forward to. And even if it comes in just short, well, if the bar is that high to a lot of people, where where most people come in and sort of like they thought this episode was an eight or a nine or a ten, what if we get if we get an episode that is a seven or an eight? Sign me up, mate. Sign me up. If I'd, I'd be happy with you know six episodes that were coming in at seven or eight out of ten, and then two which are just like were incredible because it's consistent. That means it's consistent. So uh, if they have set the bar too high, then that's credit to the team John Favreau et al who have done that for this first episode and given us all such high expectations going forward now for the first ever Star Wars TV series to potentially have set massive expectations and a huge bar. Mate, I'd take that over, 
you know, something which is disappointing or plodding or something which is still trying to find its identity. If it has set a bar too high, well, good, because at least we get this quality episode and it it will be a long fall before we get something awful. But saying that, the second episode will probably now be Banthard Poodoo. So uh, we'll wait and see. Listen to the Mandalorian recap, plug, 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 on Friday to find out. But I don't know, mate. It will, time will tell if I have or not. But I'd rather the bar be too high than be too low and just it, we, we want um, improvements. And from one Luke to another. And was Luke and was the lads from Down Under, from the Fly on the Wall podcast. Those kings and legends asked, was the Marshal, Cobb Vanth, was Cobb Vanth's ride 100% a version of Anakin's pod racer from the Phantom Menace? I, I can't say 100%, but I can 99% say it looked an awful lot like it. And it would be a fun little Easter and a sweet Easter egg if it was to kind of find out one of the questions that probably not many people asked what happened to the pod racer. Well, that's what happened. Cobb Vanth repurposed it. So I can't say 100% that it is until somebody comes out from Lucasfilm and says, yeah, it is. But 99.9% of me thinks it was. What about you, mate? Are you dead on it was? Love the question. I think yes. I think it was definitely Anakin uh, Lilani's pod. I think when it, it looks just like it and it sounded just like mm-hmm. it. Remember the pod race in Phantom Menace, the sound design on that was crazy good. Awesome. But Anakin's was very distinctive. And listen, I heard Lilani's pod racer mm-hmm. in Mando chapter. Imagine that. Imagine if I told myself that a week ago. You're going to hear Lilani's pod racer yeah. right. from Phantom Menace in the Mandalorian chapter nine. What madness is this, man? What crazy what stuff is this? Is this? But it's nice. If, it's nice that they'd consider bringing it back, and it's fun. It doesn't. It doesn't change the world. It doesn't ruin anything. It doesn't alter anything. It's just fun. It's so good. And listen, it makes sense that it wouldn't look the exact same, and it would be customized and chucked around and. And like a secondhand car, like a car is handed down, especially a vintage car, like a racing car or something like what the pod racer, Lilani's pod racer would have been. Um, It would have been passed down to owner to owner, collector to collector, and it would have been customized slightly, maybe a different paint job, maybe change this, change that. Uh, Maybe cut one of the engines off and stick it to the side of a a bike. Why not? Uh, It's Tatooine. What's he thinking? Yeah, mate. I I'm pretty confident it was Lil Lenny's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take that to the bank and they may cash it. We don't know. <laughs> nice one, lads. Let, let us know, lads. Let us know. <laughs> um, quality. Right. So up next, Stuart Howes. We're nearly there, guys. We're nearly there. Stuart Howes asks, I feel the conflict within me. This is a good one, guys. Maul, Echo, Palpatine. And now Fett. Probably more if I thought about it. Is it time to do a podcast about how nobody actually dies in Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it lazy writing just to appease the fans? Is it helpful when thinking about death and grief? Does it change history in the way we view the big moments in the films? Am I overthinking all of this? Um Ooh. That's a good question, Stuart. It's a good question. I think it's one of my favourites. Um, I think there's a couple of ways to look at this, mate. Pal- I, I, I think, to be honest, you know, it's been con- said consistently throughout this episode. I think it does come down to a magical word, Stuart. I'll level with you, mate. 
comes down to the uh, <coughs> execution. I did need a little uh, water, actually, before I go into this. Listen, mm. Maul, when I first heard about Clone Wars from a friend, I wasn't actively watching Clone Wars at the time, but they told me, oh, yeah, Darth Maul's back. I thought it was so stupid. I thought it was so stupid. Got spider legs. Part of me thinks the way it was done was a bit, bit out there, bit out of the box. Mm, do I like it? It's okay. But actually, we get so much meat of Maul in Clone Wars that it kind of justifies it. Mm -hmm. Echo, I don't really care about. Forget that, right? Uh, To me, he's not a major enough character, okay? Yeah, I'm not that bothered. I'll level with you. Echo, don't really care. I don't think people remember much about it. That's maybe me being a bit flippant, but yeah. Um, Palpatine. Ah, did he come back? Palpatine. Now, Stuart, that's where I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, But I think that's an episode nine problem. I don't think that's a Mandalorian problem. I don't know if this is actually a Star Wars problem. I think if Palpatine wasn't brought back in episode nine, would you be asking this question? I don't know. Maybe. Pal- it's the Palpatine bit that brings the weight to this question. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, with Fett, it's a, I, I think the circumstances are a lot more reasonable to him coming back than Palpatine in Rise of Skywalker. Mandalorian might even fix that. These shows, the Ahsoka show, might even address that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but Boba Fett, I don't know. He, we, I was thinking about this as well, Matty Boy. What happens when our boy, Din Djarin, flies into the crate dragon with with the with the um uh Bamfa. he blows he survives. up comes back out again now now what happens he's covered in acid isn't mm-hmm. he whatever that what is, happens yeah. when what happens where yeah the dragon acid dragon spit um what happens when the dragon spits his bars all over everyone else they they evaporate immediately yeah mando doesn't right he's protected mm-hmm. I think actually this show told us exactly how Boba Fett survived. I think it told us. And guess what? I buy it. I buy it, mate. Mm-hmm. And I was concerned, Stuart. I was concerned, mate. I wasn't sure they were going to do it properly. They've done it, mate. I, th- I, f- I feel it. And I think we're going to get a little bit more exposure to that in the coming episodes, maybe even the coming seasons of Mandalorian, maybe even something else. But I think I'm going to go back to the point. I think this is an episode nine issue as opposed to a chapter nine issue. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you reckon, Matt? Do you think that's fair? I don't know, Matt. I've had this issue. I've mentioned it on previous episodes where it is an issue and I don't really like it. Maul, I totally agree with what you say. The, 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 the idea of him coming back after being bisected is outrageous, even for a fantasy world with wizards and light swords. But what we got from him returning was incredible. We got a fantastic character from his first appearance back in the Clone Wars to his final appearance in Rebels. Wonderful. Echo, I mean Echo, he was his death was played for emotion in the Clone Wars, you know that, you know these guy these these fan favorite clones from this series can and will die. But then yeah. bringing him back did then make that that does now make that episode a lot less weighty knowing that actually no he didn't get crushed, he didn't die. He's fine. Yeah. Palpatine 
Uh, we've done episodes all about that. I think we all know our thoughts on that. And Fett, though, I, the thing is, I hear what you're saying, but he's been dead for 30 years. And I know people want him to, or he's been eaten. And I know people want him to be back. But, I mean, when where does the, where does the rules stop? I mean... Does that is that armor that indestructible that he can't even be chomped and eaten or you know the bits where he hasn't got armor on do they not get you know dissolved and I don't know man he did get eaten by a massive like t- burrowing animal but they made a very big point of showing that a Mandalorian can escape the stomach of a you know an underground lizard to a uh, scaly beast thing but I don't know man it don't, I don't like it I remember also let's add Ray to that in episode nine she did die and then was brought back again and I know that was set up but. It's another character. I don't know, man. I I don't like it, especially if it's retconned as well, like Palps was, and Echo was, and and Fett was. I mean, it is it is a retcon, you know, whether whether or not people have been calling for it. George Lucas had him gave him a finale in Return of the Jedi. It's been retconned to say no, he wasn't dead. He's back. So now it's do they pull a all on us and actually give us a character now which having been brought back is actually now expanded upon and becomes the legend that he's because Boba Fett is held up as a iconic character. And I always ask like kind of based on what other than the action figure in in, in the films and that, which most people see barely does anything. Everybody else does all the work for him. So let's now's their time to make him the legend. How they do that. I don't know, but it does, it can change history. Like the the Phantom Menace, we know Maul doesn't die. A Clone Wars episode, Echo Mm. doesn't die. Return of the mm. Jedi, Palps just gone for a, just gone for a glide, and now in Return of the Jedi, that you know we know that that moment is only fleeting because he's not dead, Boba Fett. He's just temp- he's just incapacitated shortly. So I don't like it. It is very comic booky, and I, I don't like it. I'd rather they didn't do it, but you know if they're going to do it, they've got to pull it off and give us a reason. Why? So if they brought Boba Fett back now, I was excited, but they have to give us a reason why now. There has to be a point other than, well, people have been asking for it for 30, 40 years. We just thought we'd give the fans what they wanted. That's not a good enough reason for me because it, it, it can detract from the weight of a story. So um, I'm kind of with you there, Stuart, mate, that it's it's not good to keep doing it. They mustn't do it because what happens next when somebody else dies? Are we going to be thinking, oh, they're going to be back in a couple of years or they'll be back in the mm. next episode? There's no finality, and we need. Sometimes we need that. We we think we've got it with Ben Solo, but then people are saying, "Oh, they're going to bring him back." So, you, but now you're not sure if they will do or not. So they need to have some finality at some point to say, "No, these people are gone." I think that's that's well said. No one's ever that's really well said, said no. and I, I I feel I, I share some. I share some sentiments that you articulated that so well, man. Um, but. I don't know. Just my gut tells me the more thing. I think Solo adds a bit of a complication. The end of Solo. Echo, again, I'm sorry, lads. I'm not that bothered by it. Palpatine, big issue. I get that. I get the Palpatine thing. I get that. Still, I still get what they were going for, yeah? But I still think it's an issue. With Boba... Let's see by the end of the series. That's it. I, I I do think the Fett thing is a lot more feasible. Palpatine, crazy. Maul, Maul is a bit mental, right? Cutting the Maul off. thing is a bit crazy, yeah? that That's far-fetched. Mm-hmm. Palpatine, far-fetched. They're blown up. I, I don't know. I don't think the Fett is mad. 
What I'm trying to say is I'm not sure if the Boba Fett thing should put you in such a way where you're like, oh man, is this now an issue? I I get that it kind of does, but also mm-hmm. I think he the circumstances are a little different to Palpatine being chucked down and incinerated by Potentially, energy. Potentially, but there's still the idea that he was thrown to his doom, but... No, they brought him back again. So he's, for me, it's a finality. If they say, oh, no, he, he actually didn't fall in. He was clinging on to the Sarlacc's tooth the whole time. <laughs> that was the explanation they gave. Yeah. Like, this is horrendous. I just, I mean, I don't know what explanation they can give other than he, you know, blew it up from within or the crate dragon who ate a Sarlacc on Tatooine ate his way out. That, yeah. fine. I mean, if they, if they say the crate dragon ate the Sarlacc and gave him a pocket of air to jump out from... Again, massively far-fetched, but okay, mm. fine. He didn't fight mm. his way out. Mm. He actually got lucky, mm. and he's half dead. Thought, okay, I get that. If he's half dead and he basically falls out dying, I can get that because he was basically dead. But if he fights his way out, or like some of the other stupid stuff they did before in Legends where he like he tapped into the spirit of this, of this like being and all that, it's all rubbish. If he's basically dying when he, cut, when he gets pulled out because of the crate dragon, then that I'm fine with because, mm. you know, he was basically dead. Mm. Whereas if he fought his way out, I don't know, it's just, it just makes that <laughs> Return of the Jedi a bit naff, and uh, which we've already got with Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think let's Good find question. out, man. It's a Good cracking question, question Stuart. Stuart, 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 Stuart. Stuart, I think, sent this in to us, like, even before... Like we put out that we were you doing did. a Q&A. You know like Stuart was like straight to us on the weekend, like, guys, I have an issue. He's been mulling this over for months, you can tell. I kind of love that though, Stuart, man. Like you're such a king, mate. Appreciate it, man, honestly. Yeah, man. And I think this is an ongoing conversation. I don't think there's a conclusion here right now. Let's yeah. see by the end of the season. Honestly, I'm not super bothered by it. And this mm-hmm. was something I was I thought I was going to be bothered by. I think I'm still more bothered about Papa Palps. But... Let's let's put that to bed for the time being and revisit that. But Stuart, thanks for sparking that conversation, man. Because that yes, is what podcasting is all about. That's it, mate. And if if they come back and, and the reason they give for Boba returning is like Palpatine level of bad, then we've got a main discussion on our hand here how that how it's all handled these main characters. But for now, it is a case of wait and see. But I'm glad that we have these different opinions because it does allow for. Uh, that breadth of scope for these answers. So, but the, we wanted to save this this last one uh, for the uh, for the denouement for the final web show. I don't even think we're going to have enough time to answer this. It's a big one. It is it's huge. But we're, uh, the only place I could put it was the end, mate. And it's from Captain Peanut, and um, he said, "Can yeah. you wait for the next episode?" So I'm going to have to be really short with you, mate, and say. I cannot wait for the next episode. I don't mean to shortchange you guys, but I can't wait for the next episode. What about you, Luke? Uh, Can we wait for the next episode? (laughs) No. Mando every day. (laughs) (laughs) There's your answer, Captain Peanut. We can't wait. We know you guys can't wait. Everyone who sent in questions, thank you so much for sending those in. We appreciate you taking the time uh, and thoughts and to give us that. And it sparked us a lot of conversation, which we're probably going to take off air and have a brawl about Jessup style. But <laughs> guys and girls, thank you so much for for all of those. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Honestly, you're making this just this whole experience of Mandalorian 
so much more fun. I mean, it's fun anyway, but it's just, it's mm-hmm. awesome to, to, to go through this. So thank you so much, guys. This is the way. Star Wars Sessions Game! Game! <clears throat> Sorry, caught again. <laughs> it is the Star Wars Sessions Game, and it's my turn to host. Uh, oh, we're going to be diving onto the Patreon questions next week because we wanted to go full man there this week. So listen out next week for your Patreon questions, guys and girls. Uh, but I'm hosting this week's game. And it's quite simple this week. It's simply just called Trivia. I've got five questions oh. for you, Lukey boy. They're multiple choice. Yeah. And you just need yeah. to basically oh, give me nice. the right answer. And they kind of, it covers differing Star Wars, but I believe I have five questions for you that are maybe six. Mo- multiple choice makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, without it, this could have watch, been a, a whitewash. Watch me fail. Here we go. Now. Never. Cue the music. <laughs> DJ, good guys, bad guys. Okay, first one. How much money did The Empire Strikes Back make at the box office? Was it A, 550.9 million? Was it 610.8 million? Or 510.2 million? 550.9, wow. 610.8, 510.2. Matt, why'd you do this? <laughs> a, man? B, or C? Um, I love it, mate. This is great. I think it's C, actually. I think it's C. That kind of jumps out at me. I'll go for C. 510.2 million. The answer is A. 550.9 million is how much it made. Great. Is that internationally? uh, uh, Total, yes. Oh, man. So for inflation, that's That's a lot of money. I knew it was the the 500. I I could give you half a point, but I'm not going to. No, give me give me a smile, Matt. Give me I'll a give wink. you a wink give and me a, a cheeky wink. That's me gnashing my teeth together to give you a <laughs> winky smile. So uh, <laughs> off to a good start. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get that video next. Yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> no, we want to keep our we want to keep our listeners, teeth. mate. Um, so, second question: Which clone trooper survived long enough to wear six variants of clone armor? Was it A. Gregor? B, Bly, or C, Wolf? So oh survived long enough to wear six different variants of the clone armour. Gregor, Bly, or Wolf? Uh... <laughs> no one said it was easy. I think it's Wolf. You're going to go Wolf? I think, it's, I, th- I think it's Wolf. Lock that in for me, mate. It is Wolf. Yes, you are oh, correct. Yes, bro. Wolf. Yes. Now, if I hadn't given you those multiple choice, would you have got that? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Wolf it is. So one out of two. The third question. How many bounty hunters did Darth Vader recruit to send after the rebels in The Empire Strikes Back? So how many are standing on that platform in The Empire Strikes Back? Was it A, five, B, six, or C, four? Say it again. Was A, 5, B, 6, or C, 4? Okay. C, 4, isn't that funny, eh? <laughs> There's a few little happy coincidences, another happy landing. Another happy um, landing. 
Yeah, we got question mark. <laughs> now we got C4, <laughs> eh? What's going on? Um, okay, so I think it's Boba, Dengar, Bosk. Boba, Dengar, Bosk. Um... Bug Guy, IG. I think that's it. I think it's five. I think it's Fave. We're going for Lacking Fave. We're going to Lacking Fave. Hey, he's Lacking Fave. Hey, Fave, you want Fave? The answer is six. B, six. What? It's Boba Fett, IG88, Dengar, Forlom, Zuckus, and Bosk. Hang on, which one, which one am I missing? I think you're missing... Oh no! Oh no! The droid. Yeah, because you got Blige eighty eight, and you got Fulham, 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 Fulham. Oh, it's six. And Zuckus, yeah, I got Zuckus, didn't I? You got Bug Guy, yeah. Oh no! You did well, mate. It was one of them. Oh, that's close-ish. Okay. Oh, damn it. One out of three. Okay, your next one. Uh, to the nearest billion, how much money has the Star Wars franchise made as a whole, taking in oh every God. facet of earnings, merchandise, films, everything? It was A. It's almost forgotten. A, $60 billion. B, $70 billion, Or C, $80 billion. What? $80 billion. You're going to go C80? I, th- I think so. I'm going for the highest just because there's so much. It could be, it, fe- it could feasibly be any of those. I know that the biggest IP in the world is Pokemon. Yep. Which a lot of people find crazy, but it is. Like, they, the, I mean, those crafty people at Nintendo, they, they smash it. They know their year stuff. Year in, year out. They know their ting. I'm going to go for 80, 80, mate. You've got 80? Well, I can tell you the answer, mate. Certainly billions, and it's certainly a lot. But it's B, seventy billion to the nearest billion. It is, um, it is like it's oh. like seventy point like one billion. It's made as of about a few months ago. Wow! In forty That's years, mad, wild. That's mad. Oh mate! All because Classic. of George's idea, mate. All because of George's idea. Um, so we are currently one for four, twenty five percent. How many dobacks? were added to the special edition version of A New Hope? Was it A5, B3, or C4? How many Jewbacks were added to the special edition version of A New Hope? Five, three, or four? I think... I think it's five. No, I think it's four. Hang on, is it... Yeah, four. You want to go with four? You sure? Final answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's twisted. He should have stuck his five. There was two, and then it ended up being seven. So they added oh. five in to the special edition. My days. Well, you wanted multiple oh. choice, but we're one for five. One for five. Yep. Hey, one for a fave. One, one for I love fave. five. Okay, we actually had one more, which I didn't realise. There's two more, but one is only half. Okay, penultimate one. How many issues of the 2015 Marvel Star Wars comic were there before it ended? Is it A70, B75, or C99? Oh, uh, I think there's 70, mate. You going 70? Don't know know why I knew that. (laughs) You going 70? 70, mate. Yeah, it's B75, actually. (laughs) 
It's 75. Shut up. It is. I, I, you know what? I don't. I didn't even hear 75 in my brain. When you said 70, when you said 70, I was like, it's that. Because I it's said it the in the top one. when you mentioned jibber jabber. Like, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh no, that's one of my questions. I honestly, as soon as you said it, I thought, oh, he's, he's, he's made a mistake here. It's... 70 because he said 70 something <laughs> yeah. I, and literally after that i zoned out i was like it's, it's, it's first one <laughs> you are a naughty man it's 75 uh, you you get a little insight into how my uh, little head works yeah. emphasis on the little <laughs> yeah we got the seven part right so yeah two out of i six. do have attention issues it's by 30, the way 30 percent of the way through but i'll always put up a good fight the final question how did palpatine return Oh my days again! I've I've already lost at this at one point. Go on, give me the choices. No, there isn't. It's just an open-ended question. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Right, cloning, cloning, and dark science secrets only the Sith know. Yeah, that would do for me, mate. The uh, the correct answer was somehow, but I'll take that. I'll oh, yeah. take that. Somehow, oh. Palpatine returned. I will take yes, that dark science because that is the next line. In, uh, so, yeah, anyone out there, let us know because we're still struggling to work it out, failed clones and all that. Uh, so, two out of six officially. We're going to give them a three out of seven for that. So, Blalo Ren, how's your trivia? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's okay. I, I just love that a hobbit gave us that information in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just glad about that. If you love that kind yeah. of thing as well. Um, yeah. Guys, thank mm-hmm. you so, so much for tuning in. Sending in your questions, your feedback, your audio for engaging with the show since the Mando dropped a few days ago. We're loving it. We've still got eight more weeks of this to go and we cannot wait. But for episode 88 of Star Wars Sessions, that is that. But the fun doesn't end there. Like most of the characters in Star Wars, no one's ever really gone, Stuart House. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. You can find us on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. Uh, feel free to drop us an email or a cheeky voice message at hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. That's hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. If you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions you guessed it uh, we're on anchor fm spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher tune in everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast we're there and if you love the show please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head over to podchaser.com the imdb for podcasts it's awesome we're on there and we'd really appreciate if you could drop us a review over there too, if you have the time, because it helps the show grow, it expands us, uh, and it gets more and more listeners in, which creates more engagement, which is what we love about this show. So guys, thank you so much. Apple Podcast reviews, guys. We love it. You love it. Please do them. Thanks. Uh, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell Tamara Morrison. Tell your Ewok, tell your cousin the more the merrier, and the castle spicier. And tell Forlom, who was definitely there on that bridge, that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you, always. Luke, this, this is the way. way. The show took a, uh, was a bit more longer than usual. Mm-hmm.
They are Essex-based podcast heroes. I would like to see the baby. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>